Welcome to the Making It Podcast. I'm your host, Kyler Miles, and on this show, we interview guests about their journey of making their dreams a reality. We talk about everything from self-awareness to building a confidence in yourself and to take action so that you can make your dreams a reality. And today I have the amazing Michael Tanner. How are you doing under this weird quarantine time? How's everything going? Connor, I'm, I'm doing great, man. How are you? I, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, let me be a part of the podcast. I don't know that anyone has ever referred to me as amazing. <laughs> so I greatly appreciate that, man. Well, we have a unique situation. We, we spoke once and then you were right. on another podcast with the company I work for, Simply PHP. And right. so I've got to hear a little bit about your story and the leadership. So, uh, you know, I say that because I think it's true. I think more people need to develop leadership skills. More people need to be doing the work that you're doing and giving back. And, and uh, even though I wasn't speaking and I was behind the scenes, I had a great time listening and, and writing notes. And so, yeah, it, it's, uh, it was cool to, to hear. And, and I don't think everyone has that opportunity. So. Good, yeah. good. Yeah. I, and, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, you know, the conversation with you guys at, at Simply PHP, I, I really enjoyed that conversation. Um, you know, I, that podcast and in your podcast here is kind of that unscripted model. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I like that. I enjoy that. Uh, um, uh, obviously I'm not opposed to preparation and, and a, and a script and all that, mm-hmm. but you know, I can just nerd out on leadership <laughs> stuff. And, and so, yeah, I mean, just this unscripted, just let's get together and talk about it. Love yeah. this. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, for the people who don't know who you are and, and what you're about, maybe a, a short little introduction on what you're doing, uh, you know, how we got together and, and just what, uh, what is on your mind right now moving forward. Yeah, sure. So, you know, my um, primary focus these days is uh, leadership development. And that's, uh, if you will, my audience, I, I'm targeting those individuals that see the need to develop leadership skills of their own. Uh, for whatever reason, they, they feel the need to do that, but also to uh, businesses and companies that, uh, you know, have recognized that they need leadership development in, in their group, in their team, you know, in their business. And so that's been my focus at Credible Leaders uh, for a little over a year now. Um, and just to tell you how I got there really quickly, um, I've been in leadership positions, what I call professional leadership positions since 1993, so roughly 27 years or so of leadership experience. And that first leadership experience for me in 1993 was actually in the United States Marine Corps. Um, After failing my first attempt at college, you know, being invited to leave college, if you will, by the college, um, (laughs) then I found myself in in the Marine Corps. Now, that was something I wanted to do. I mean, I was just uh, I just revered and, and honored those people that were willing to serve in our military. Mm. But I think as a part of that, I, I felt that as a, a step backwards, maybe. And I think that was a lot because a lot of other people around me, my family, my friends, and so forth, saw it as a step back as well. Uh, because that wasn't a part of my plan to go into the military. I was go through college, you know, get into the corporate world. But one of the valuable lessons that I, well, several valuable lessons I learned while in the military, discipline, maturity, that kind of thing. Um, but leadership was a really, really valuable lesson that I learned there in the military. 
I quickly learned that leadership is not about rank or position or title or seniority. Leadership, I, I don't know that I connected the dots then, hmm. but I saw the difference and, and understood that leadership is about relationship. Uh, I wouldn't have said that then probably, uh, but I was able to see that it's not just about rank or title or anything like that. Well, as I finished up my enlistment in the Marine Corps, I went back into school, got my computer science degree, and, uh, and while I was working through school, I got into the software development world, into that business. And as a software developer, I wanted to solve problems for the company I was working for, right? That's what software developers do. You give me a problem that takes, you know, 15 man hours, and I'm going to write software that makes that a click of a button kind mm -hmm. of thing. Um, and so, you know, give me a problem. Let me solve it with the software that I was writing. That was my, that was what energized me. That was what motivated me. And with every project, software project, then the next time I wanted a bigger problem and then a bigger problem and then a bigger problem. And you can see how this is going to evolve. Eventually I get problems handed to me too large for me to solve on my own. I needed a team. I asked for a team. The, the company gave me a team. So now I found myself in a position where I'm a software developer, but I'm also leading a small team. Somewhere in that I transitioned, if you will, in terms of what really motivates and energizes me from solving the big problem to watching other people solve the big problem. So mm. I just loved that energy of, I have a team mm. and we're going to solve together as a team, we're going to solve a really, really big problem uh, for our company. And, and I just, man, I just love and, and enjoy watching those individuals win and succeed and solve that big problem. And so over those years, that's where, you know, my energy shifted from software development to leading teams in software development. So now 27 or so years later, building a company on the side for the purpose of uh, teaching leadership to individuals and teams just because I think it's, uh, it, it's, not, it's not well recognized that people need leadership development, but I've seen it time and time again to be invaluable for career advancement, for growing your business, whatever that might be. I've seen it be invaluable. So that's kind of quickly how I got to where I am and what I'm doing right now. Thank you. Like that's, that's awesome. Like how everything happened in your life led you to this point. You, you dabbled in leadership in the military and then you were at this company and they handed you obviously, cause you're doing a good job, a team. And mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of that happen where someone's very, very talented at their job. Mm -hmm. They're noticeably good at what they do and they get, they get promoted, which is awesome. And I love that. And then they become a manager and they don't know how to lead. They don't know how to teach and right. properly help someone grow. And that was always a, a tough thing for me because I was always looking for that mentorship. And I can relate how so many people, maybe people listening right now, are looking at their boss or their boss's boss and is like, how do they how do they get there without learning how to teach and lead? But it's so common. Right. Yeah. Would you say that's a, a common challenge going on in the corporate world that the leadership development in companies mm. are just lacking? No, it's it's totally common, uh, you know, and, and and that's exactly why I'm so passionate about building this business to uh, to equip people to lead is because uh, I believe it countless times it happens to individuals just like you described it happened to you. But also countless times businesses don't see the need for leadership development. And, and it as you mentioned, it happens in the sales world. It happens in the software development world. It, it happens in every industry where you have these individual contributors who 
are just doing a fabulous job. They're doing a, you know, they're rock stars as individual contributors, salesmen in your case. They're, they're just a rock star salesman. And to your point, the, the, the business looks at them and says, man, they're really doing a great job as a salesman. They would make a great sales manager. And so they get promoted into sales management, but the wheels start falling off the bus at that point uh, because they, they have tremendous skill set in being a salesman, but they've never really done anything to develop their leadership skills to lead other people, to influence other people. Likewise, the business that promoted them to a sales manager never understood or never recognized the importance of, well, let's train this guy in leadership before we put him into a sales manager position. Because then they start to wonder, well, he was a great salesman. Now as a sales manager, his team is not doing all that well. What's wrong? What's happening? So they don't connect those dots that it's, mm -hmm. it's really about leadership development. And I, for the individual as well as the as a, a business or a team, I see leader leadership development as the key differentiator. Mm -hmm. um, and so let's take, for instance, a, a an individual, a salesman. A salesman is going to typically, he's going to do a lot of uh, self-improvement in the industry-specific area of salesmanship, right? So he's going to take courses, read books, mm -hmm. you know, go to seminars. He's going to listen to podcasts. He's going to do a lot of things to improve his skills of being a salesman. And so he's going to really focus on, you know, topics like, you know, how to manage all of your contacts, how to, do, you know, how to do the math to know how many contacts you got to make every day to get the sales that you, that you want. And, and all of those tactics and, mm -hmm. and practices of salesmanship, he's going to learn those things. And that's necessary. But that's what I call career survival. Right? You're just surviving because every other salesman on the planet is doing the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. They're trying to learn the exact same things you are. On top of that, now, now don't, don't, don't misunderstand me. I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that type of, uh, you know, self-improvement and, and industry-specific learning. But on top of that, if you add leadership development to that, mm -hmm. now you've differentiated yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, like in the situation with me, you can ask for a sales team. Mm -hmm. And then you can excel at leading a sales team. You can continue to be a salesman, the rock star that you are, but then you can lead three, four or five other salesmen to also be rock stars. And now the five or six of you together mm -hmm. are just making incredible, you know, progress for the business that you as an individual, as an individual rock star never could make. Mm -hmm. That's why I see leadership development as a key differentiator, no matter what industry mm -hmm. you happen to be working in. I couldn't agree more. And, and I always go back to sales because that was my bread and butter for so long with my career that right. I saw it countless and countless of times. And anyone listening who's in that field, but to your point, any field can relate. Now, mm -hmm. take a step back. How can someone now develop those skills? You know, we're in quarantine. This is 2020. It's a different time. You know, I can't go to a networking event and network with other leaders. I can't, well, uh, in person, I should say. Right. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> yes. But what, what can I do if I want to develop those skills? So I'm hearing what you're saying, Michael, and I want to develop those skills and stand out within my company. What do I do next? Well, I, I think, you know, you've already overcome the first big hurdle around leadership development. That, and that's just recognizing that you need it, right? Recognizing that it's important for your own career advancement. Um, to me, that's the first hurdle. Once you, once you know that you need th those skill sets, then, you know, I would submit to you that, especially in today's world, 
they're easy to find. I mean, there's dozens of podcasts out there. There's dozens of online uh, conferences and seminars and things like that. Now, obviously, I want to answer your question, too, and, and mm-hmm. lead people to the things that I offer. But I, I would first just submit to you and say that leadership development is easy to find out there. You can certainly find there's coaching, individual coaching, mm-hmm. lots and lots of options. And to your point, I mean, none of us are getting together in conferences or seminars face to face these days because of this coronavirus thing. Um, but nonetheless, there's, you know, countless books there, there, there's uh, all types of resources. So I, I'll share with you though, some of the things that as a part of credible leaders that we make available mm-hmm. um, to, to folks. One of the things that I'm really, really passionate about right now is this idea of community, this idea that leadership is a journey. It's not a, right. You don't really arrive at, mm-hmm. at being a good leader. You're, you're constantly learning and, and, and improving and being a better, better leader. It's continuous. So, yeah, it's totally, it's totally continuous. And, and so there is no destination to it. It's, it's a journey. And I'm a real big fan of this idea of having a community of other people on a similar journey. Right? Mm-hmm. And so we've started uh, as a part of uh, Credible Leaders, we've started a community. We've gotten it off of Facebook and LinkedIn and things like that, where we have to worry about algorithms and trolls and stuff like that. And so now it's just a community that's hosted specifically uh, with credible leaders. And it's got a really, really diverse set of, uh, of leaders. I mean, I've got CEOs in this group. I've got leaders that lead teams of 200 people. I've got people that are right out of college that are just aspiring to be leaders and everything in between tons and tons of, of uh, different industries are in this, this community. But I really believe and am passionate about it. if you want to learn leadership development, get in the game, get in the journey with other people uh, and go through the journey that way versus just, I mean, I love books. I've read dozens and dozens of leadership books. Love I can see them. back there. <laughs> yeah. I, I learned a lot from them, right? Mm. But there's nothing like going through the journey with other people. And so that's what, that's a, that's a, a feature, if you will, at Credible Leaders that we've made available that I'm, I'm a huge fan of. You know, what's, what's tough right now is actually having the courage to, to do it, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're laid off or let's say you're stressed out at work and, and you're at home and you're hanging out, it's hard to have that discipline to, I want to improve myself, right? Yeah. So coming from a vice president, coming from a manager, a leader yourself, what sticks out within your team? What are they doing right now to impress you? Yeah, very good question. And it's true. I mean, I, I, at, the, at the current time, I, I lead a team that's about 165 large. It's uh, various disciplines within the engineering world software development, hardware development, you know, electrical engineers, that type of thing. Um, and, and especially, you know, in this day and age that we find ourselves where we're all kind of working remote or, or quarantined in, in some way, um, it's really, it is somewhat difficult to, um, to stand out when you feel like you're, you're at home by yourself kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as it relates to leadership here, so let me, let me start with a kind of a working Uh, definition of leadership. This is my working definition of leadership, influencing others towards a shared goal. And that very first word, I use that very strategically, influencing others, because that carries with it this notion of a willingness on the part of others to follow you, right? Mm. And 
notice in my definition, nowhere is tight. There, there's not a title there anywhere. It, there's not a reporting structure. There's not an org chart reference mm -hmm. in my definition of leadership. It's simply influencing others. Right. And so I would submit to, to those that are listening that no matter what position you are in, mm -hmm. recognize that you can do things. Now notice I said, do things, not say things or offer things, right? You can do things that influence other people, right? And, and influence them towards a goal that you have as a team, whether you're the team leader or not, mm -hmm. even as a, 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 you know, a peer, a team member, you can influence other members on that team with your actions to achieve whatever the goal that you and your team are after. And so I would, you know, I would just submit to the leaders or the listeners to, to do just that, take action that's going to influence your other team members towards your goal. I believe I shared it on the Simply PHP podcast as well, but I have a, a quick story I'll share with you that's an example of that. Uh, I have two team, yeah. yeah, I have two team members on my team and, and we're pretty much, a hundred percent remote, right? We're a hundred percent right now working from home for the most part. We have occasionally someone will have to go into the office. So I have this, I have one team member that has never worked from home before. She always been in the office, all the tools and everything that she needs right there in the office. And she's just never taken advantage of the capability to work remote, never had to I have another team member that because of life circumstances and all he's had to work remote quite often. And so he's very familiar with doing that and, and so forth. Well, as we got thrown into this quarantine pretty quickly, then that one team member that's never worked remote, you can understand she, she struggled quite mightily with how to get all of her software tools set up and, and all that to be able to work from home. Well, this other guy that is not even on her team went to her house just because they happen to live rather close together and spent four and a half hours helping her mm. get up and running with all of her software tools. And, you know, she sent an email to, to his manager that then made it to me and so forth. But that's an example, right? As a team, we're all trying to, our goal is trying to make this work remote situation successful. That's our goal. He influenced that other team member that really they're on two different teams, if you will, but he influenced that other team member by going over there and helping, taking action, going over there and helping her. Mm -hmm. And, and she went from, this is the influence he had on her. She went from kind of uh, nervous and, and afraid and scared. Oh, I can't do this work remote thing. I, I can't make the, yeah. I can't figure this out. How am I going to be successful? Where do I start? Yeah. Right. And, and he influenced her to the, to the mindset of, wow, this is doable. We can do this. We can actually succeed. I can get my job done. I can, you know, meet expectations. And you see how his action influenced her towards that goal. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's leadership. And so, uh, you know, I, I, how do you do, how do you tell somebody to do, you just got to take action, just mm -hmm. go to do things that's going to influence the rest of your team or other members towards whatever the goal that you have. You know, what I love most about that story, like that, that does show clear influence, clear leadership skills, but he was also selfless. Yes. Like he, and this is my belief, like in all the people I looked up to in my life and I never thought of them as AKA a leader, but they were 
a someone I looked up to growing up where they were always kind and selfless and and just that that in itself drawed me personally in and it sounds like this individual is that right when someone can be have empathy and and care it, it shows a lot and you know we all heard about Steve Jobs and and that style of leading um and that was, I remember it was like a quite a bit uh, in the news at the time that that was the new definition of leading. And mm-hmm. I was like, I, no, thank you. You know, I don't want that. Right. Right. <laughs> right. I love that that guy was just selfless. Like, yeah. you know, you don't see that every day. No, you, you're totally right. And, and I believe that's a, a quality in leadership that makes a person and their influence, uh, you know, long-term. You know, Steve Jobs, for instance, he can lead the way he did. Um, but he's going to lead an individual in a, in a short-term manner that way. Now, it, it's effective. I mean, no one can argue that Steve Jobs didn't do a, a fabulous job of, of leading the Apple products into the products that we enjoy mm-hmm. today and, and the company into the company that it is today. You can't, you know, you can't argue that. I'm not arguing that. Mm-hmm. But I would submit to you that his relationship to, the, to you know, pick an individual on that team Mm-hmm. It's going to be a short-lived leadership relationship just because of the, the, the nature of his leadership is going to burn someone out and, and, and that type of thing. Uh, but to your point, this idea of servant leadership, mm. that has longevity. Servant leadership uh, or, or that style of leading, it has longevity where you build long-term relationships and you have you know, long-term employees or team members that become highly committed uh, to the team and to the products and to the business and so forth. So I, I'm very much a fan of this selfless or, or servant leadership. If you, if you look at all the various types of leadership that are out there, and if you Google it, I mean, there's, uh, everybody's got a, a different list of, of leadership types or, or leadership characters or whatever. But I like to, uh, I like to combine two to describe myself. First is the servant leader, and second is the coach. Um, so I, I describe myself as a servant coach. And the servant part of that, to your point, is I, I'm willing to do anything, even the most menial of tasks. I'm willing to do them if it means that it will help my team or a team member succeed, right? get beyond a roadblock or, or, or whatever. I'm willing to do, I'm willing to serve the team. That's my purpose. My purpose is to serve the team and, you know, help them succeed. Uh, And then I like the coaching model as well, because I like the teacher, the the teacher aspect of of being a coach. But to me, that's, that's leadership with longevity Mm -hmm. is if you have that selfless servant mindset over that domineering authoritative mindset i worked for many different companies large and small um big software companies like sap salesforce Mm -hmm. costco wholesale when i was younger and of all the managers i remember there's one that was a true mentor and and this is not to bash anybody you know i I, I learned so much and, and love everybody but one guy has stayed uh so you know on a somewhat annual basis but he checks in on me and it was my first job I I was at Costco wholesale and I and I was there for eight years so my first job for eight years at 16 years old wasn't even allowed in the warehouse uh, because they sold cigarettes at the time so I wasn't even allowed to be in the warehouse but I was still employed he saw something in me and even to this day 
checking in on me. How are you doing, Kyler? I just want, if you ever want to have a wow. minute to talk, love to see you. And that guy, I always want to impress. I always want yeah. to like tell him I'm great, even if I'm going through hard times, but he, he is someone that cares even beyond the employment. And he yeah. sees something in me that not a lot of other people saw. And uh, what I love what you said, again, coming back to that selfless, when you are a servant and you're giving from the recipient, I feel like I want to I want to be like, be proud and be happy and be like, we're doing this together. And it's that camaraderie, that collaboration that I, that I love so much. And, and Mm -hmm. what, um, when we're talking about this before, why I was so interested in this conversation was that exact relationship, because not everyone unfortunately has that in within their company or within their life. I'm lucky that I had it at a very young age, but it is so important. So, so yeah no no it totally is and and you know you're fortunate to have that and, and and I have a couple of those as well from from my past but you know one of the things that we talk about in in the community that I was referring to earlier is we have this notion of becoming the beloved leader that we've that we admire right and and you have one in you know in your past that still you know you you think about today this beloved leader that you enjoyed working for you were committed to I mean you know, it's kind of one of those situations where you feel like I would do anything for this guy. Right. Um, and, and that's the type of leadership that, uh, that we love is that, that leadership that, that is a, a servant leader, uh, but also is a mentor, is a teacher, is a coach, you know, not just doing these little tasks to help us, but is also teaching us, right. We're learning from this person. Uh, and that's, that's the, 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 um, when when we when we think back in our history and we think back in our past and we think about who are the leaders that we enjoyed working for that we were committed to that are what we would consider to be beloved leaders mm. they're going to have those types of characteristics mm-hmm. we're not going to be thinking about the the domineering the authoritative the dictatorial type leaders that we've maybe had in the past we're not going to be thinking about those as our beloved leaders we're going to be thinking about those servant leaders those coaches that really, really dug in and, and served the team very well. You know, I alluded to it earlier about some of the learning that I recognized in the military was that leadership wasn't about rank and position and so forth. And in a lot of my learning today, I really pay attention to a lot of military leaders as well. Mm. And there's this one gentleman, uh, I watched an interview uh, uh, for him, and he was a tank commander. He was a t- tank commander during World War II, uh, Vietnam and the Korean War, all three of those wars. Wow. And he talked about the fact that uh, when he was inside of a tank, commanding a tank, you know, and occasionally something happens, the track falls off. And Well, when a track falls off of a tank, he, he can't move. Somebody's got to get out and fix that track. Um, but he said, you know, in, in certain situations, you're being shot at. Mm-hmm. But someone's got to get out of the safety of the tank, go out there, fix the track, get back in the tank so that, so that the team can move on. And he made this statement very clearly. He said, if you look at someone and tell them to get out of that tank in the midst of fire being shot at, your rank isn't going to influence them to get out of that tank. Mm-hmm. But if you have a relationship such that they know that you care for them and, mm-hmm. and you've got the best interest of them and the team at heart and all of that, then they're willing to get out of the tank and, and fix the track, right? Wow. And so that's the kind of leader you want to be. You want to have that relationship, that influence on people 
Now, luckily, we're not in a world today where we got to tell people <laughs> to get out of the tank. But when we want to, as a leader, when we want to tell somebody to go the extra mile, they're willing to do that mm. because they know we care about them. They know that we're serving with them. They know that we have as their leader, their best interest at heart. Mm. And, and that's that influence that I'm talking about, that, that willingness to follow. It comes from being that servant, that relationship-based leader, not the authoritarian. I couldn't agree with that more. I mean, wow. It's, so, it's true. Put that in, sure. in, in corporate setting or any work setting. It's true. Yeah. You would get out of the tank, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, otherwise you're going to end up, you know, with, with a situation where you say, hey, uh, the project's behind. We really need somebody to work the weekend. And you're going to get crickets, right? Nobody's yeah. going to raise their hand and say, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll be here. I, I'm committed. No, because, you know, you don't have that relationship. You don't have that mm-hmm. caring. But if you have that servant leadership and you have those relationships and you stand up and say, hey, team, hey, we're behind. Uh, mm-hmm. We've made this commitment on, on this project. Uh, it looks like we're going to need some folks working this weekend. You're most certainly going to have some folks that say, yeah, you know, I'm not doing anything this weekend, so I'll be here. Now, sure, you may have some team members. Hey, sorry, I'm, you know, I've got other uh, mm-hmm. um, plans this weekend. But you're going to have people that will step up, and they'll do so yeah. willingly, um, mm-hmm. not out of some obligation or fear. They'll do so willingly. They'll go the extra mile. They'll do the heroics that you need them to do because they have a good relationship with you. In researching for this podcast, I, I did, I literally Googled uh, leadership <laughs> and I got mm-hmm. a lot of different things. And sure. one was saying about friendship and leadership. And yeah. one was kind of the con and pro, right? And the con mm-hmm. was when you become friends with an employee that the tough conversations become extremely tough. Yeah. And someone yeah. is not performing. Someone's not, and you need to, uh, you're fearful for that person. So yeah. what, are, what are your beliefs on that? Like, do you believe leaders can be friends or is, it, is there a fine line? Like, wh- where do you sit on this? Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a very interesting question. And I oftentimes will get um, questions like this from an audience or from an individual, especially an individual that works in an environment where um, I'll say human resources is kind of heavy handed, maybe, right? Uh, especially um, with people in management or supervisory type roles or whatever, where HR, the HR department is kind of really, they're really stringent on the guidelines of what you can say and can't say and, and, mm-hmm. and just different things like that. Uh, so I get this question a lot. Uh, and, and, you know, you phrase it as it relates to how far can you allow a friendship to go when you still have that working relationship where you have a leader and a subordinate. And here's the way I answer both of those scenarios. I would recommend for the leader to allow the subordinate to determine how far that relationship would go. And and here's what I mean by that. Uh, So for instance, I do uh, weekly one-on-one meetings with all of my direct reports. I do those every single week, same time, same place, uh, you know, every single week with each individual on that's reporting to me. And in those one-on-one meetings, I will ask them, you know, obviously we talk work and we talk about, well, what can I do as your leader to help you? What, you know, what roadblocks mm-hmm. are you running? But I also make sure that in those one-on-one meetings, I, I ask, you know, I ask questions about their family or, or, you know, I know, you know, one's got a daughter in college this year. And so I'll, you know, I'll ask about how's that going. And, and, and so what I do is I ask these open-ended questions that, that 
that conveys to them, hey, I want to know about you, right? I want to understand you as well. Now, some of those individuals will kind of cut it off and, you know, just kind of give you surface area questions, just, you know, well, she's doing fine. Everything's working out well. Mm -hmm. um, others, man, they'll give you all the details. And so what I submit to you is let the subordinate draw the line of where that is. And, and when they're, if they're willing to talk to you about, you know, the cancer diagnosis their wife just had, then you got to be willing as their leader to listen to that, to empathize with that, right? Um, if, if all they ever say is, yeah, you know, family's fine. Well, okay, fine. That's, that's where their line is. Mm -hmm. uh, but you as the leader, you've got to be able to um, be willing to let them draw the line and then you be there with them and care for them mm -hmm. up to whatever that line is. Hmm. I like that. You know, hats off to to my employer um he invited me within the first month of employment to work out with him and he, mm. he's very in shape mm -hmm. and um at first it was kind of like okay is this like a test or something right. like what's <laughs> what is this you know i'm like right and at first i'm like well i can't say no but yeah, yeah. when i went like it, it was such a cool bonding experience and we didn't even talk about work we just got to know each other yeah and, and it was a really I, I've never had an experience like that before working out with, and you know, who uh, is my boss, but also mm -hmm. I can call him by his first name. And it's kind of like, right. almost like my parents, um, my parents growing up, you know, obviously their mom and dad, but they also uh, wanted me to know who they are as a person, as an individual. And some parents are totally against that and no problem. This is how I was raised that Mm -hmm. uh, Rihanna and Chris are my are two individual people who are entrepreneurs who are um, fell in love and they have a story, but they're also mm -hmm. my mother and father. And I like right. that about that employers are not just my boss. Mm -hmm. They're a person that have issues that have troubles. And so when you said that allowing, you know, the subordinate to to gauge how far you can go. I personally really thrive with that, right? So I'm yeah. sure a lot of people in the audience listening can also uh, get like that as well. So it's 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 a cool thing that that I like that I'm lucky to have, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, as a leader, I mean, your your role in building that relationship is just make sure that there's opportunity for the relationship to get built stronger mm. and stronger and stronger, right? Um, it, it, you know, you, you can't just be all about work all the time. Mm -hmm. occasionally you gotta, you gotta ask about them. How are you doing it? Right. What's worrying you? Um, you know, how's your family? I don't even know how many children you have. Tell me, tell me a little bit about your children. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, you gotta be willing to just kind of open that up and, and create that opportunity for the relationship to get built. Right. You, you can't force a relationship on a subordinate as a leader that, that just doesn't work. Right. What you've got to do, though, is just make sure that the opportunity is made available to that subordinate to create that relationship. In, in, in your situation, it felt a little awkward at first, but that's exactly what your, what your boss, what your leader was doing. He was making an opportunity mm -hmm. for you to build a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And so as leaders, that's what we've got to do, whether it's in our one-on-one -on -one meetings, like I mentioned, or, or maybe it's just passing each other in the hallway. Mm -hmm. You know, it. it there's tremendous value you can bring to your team members as you pass them in the hallway, 
right? You're, you're not just constantly in a hurry, just walking right by, going to your next meeting or whatever, and, and all you do is say hello. But when you pass them in the hallway and you stop and you say, hey, you know, how's your daughter doing? I know she just moved into college. How's that going? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you just have those, again, you're just creating the opportunity for the relationship to get built. Um, and, and that will, that will create for you the relationships and, and then you're serving them as well. Uh, and that'll, that'll create the leadership, the influence that you're looking for as a long-term leader over those individuals in that team. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just realizing as you're, as you're talking, like I, when I first got hired too, was I wanted to stay in shape just so I can keep up with them, just so I could work out, you know, <laughs> right, he's, right. he's really in shape and he's a, a really good trainer. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, I can't, and you know, oh, this candy bar, I really want this candy bar right now, but <laughs> I can't have it at the office. I can't. Right, and right. it seeped into my work. Like I, you know, I want him to, and again, it's an impressing, but also proud thing. Right. And mm-hmm. so I, mm-hmm. um, I like what you said, your answer about mentorship and leadership and influence mm-hmm. it's all comes down to that selflessness that empathy you have because if you didn't know they have a kid and then during quarantine they're uh, like have to homeschool that child and work if you right. didn't have that information before then you wouldn't know why they're slowing down on that project right now right totally totally i mean it, you know especially in this situation we find ourselves in now uh, where we have uh, this this uh, chaos, if you will. I mean, we have this real crisis, uh, especially for businesses that now have all their team members working remote and things like that. Um, you, you know, look, if, if you haven't established good relationships with your team mem- members before this crisis, it's really, really difficult for you right now because to the point you're making, you don't have enough relationship with those team members to really understand and empathize with whatever situation they have at home right now. Right? You don't know. I mean, are they a single parent that has a, a 10 year old that's not in school right now? That's, that that's doing some kind of homeschooling and, and they're a single parent and they, they've got to somehow do work for you and also do homeschool for this 10 year old that probably has the attention span that, you know, that I do. And, and just, I, Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you don't know that, if you don't know that you're sending your, your team members home uh, into those kind of environments because you don't have that relationship with them already, then you're in a really, really difficult situation as a leader to, to serve them well, to, to be empathetic to their situations. Now you can overcome that, but you got to overcome it in the same way. I mean, you got to get on a video call or something with them and you, mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta ask questions right? You got to start building that relationship. And unfortunately you got to do it now over video instead of face to face, but nonetheless, you can start building those relationships. Hey, how are things going at home for you? I mean, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't even know this already, but do you, do you have children? Are you having to try to do the homeschool thing and, mm-hmm. and all that right now too? Uh, so you got to build those relationships so that you can lead them even in situations of crisis like this. It's never too late to start a relationship. Absolutely. Never Absolutely too late. correct. Yeah. And no matter what the circumstances, again, mm-hmm. if I'm talking to you over the phone or via video or, or I'm standing at your desk, um, building relationship is always the right thing to do as it relates to leadership, no matter how you're trying to do it. Awesome. Um, you, you know, looking over uh, what we talked about, we talked a lot about uh, self-care, empathy, you know, the definition of leadership. Is there anything we haven't covered? Do you believe you want to like let our audience know? What, is there anything else that 
they need to know about leadership that they can either go out and research or uh, start acting on, as you said, not saying, but acting on yeah. what's your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, again, I, I think the first hurdle to overcome is just recognizing and believing that leadership uh, development is a differentiator for you, right? Again, just recognize what I was referring to earlier as career survival. You know, if all you're doing to improve yourself is in the industry specific area that you're in salesman and software development, you know, firefighter, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. if that's the only self-improvement you're doing, you're just surviving. You're just, uh, you're just doing what everybody else is doing. But if you want to have a bigger impact on your career, if you want to have a bigger, bigger impact on your business uh, or a bigger impact for the customers that you serve, leadership development to me is the key differentiator for that. So just recognize that and believe that, and then take the action to go and learn. And I welcome everybody to join me at credibleleaders.com. Um, the community link is right there at the top of that, of the homepage. So I welcome anybody and everybody to join us on this journey of, of leadership. And you'll get in there with, uh, as I said earlier, a, a very diverse crowd of leaders and aspiring leaders that you can learn from that you can even mentor yourself you can you can be an inspiration and offer advice to others as well but i would just encourage uh the listeners to join us in this journey of leadership development because it will be the differentiator for you and your career Mm -hmm. and your business maybe my last uh kind of point before we sign off is that the a big reason why i'm doing this podcast is i want to share with other people that you can make whatever you want in your life come true. I'm a big believer that if you take the actions, right? If you do the things you do, I learned the skill within six months and then landed the job that I have today, which like amplified everything. Now I would get to work eight hours a day on the thing that I love to do and Mm. and build on that. Like I've gained, I feel like I've gained 10 years experience in this short time. And I'm trying to build influence. I'm trying to help others see that they mm-hmm. can do that. So either that's starting a YouTube channel, a podcast, creating your own community, what have you, you can make it happen just to like uh, Michael's point. It, it, it starts by recognizing, it starts by acting on it and maybe building that relationship with the person you admire. Or if I want to be a leader, I, I come to, I come to Michael, I come to my boss and I, I ask them, okay, what steps can I take? What can I do more? And um, I love that. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. You you can, whatever your dreams are, your aspirations, your goals are, you can make them happen. Uh, you have to be intentional about it. You have to be purposeful about it, right? You have to be disciplined to, to do the things necessary to get you there. You've got to be willing to invest in yourself. Uh, listen, there's there's tons and tons of free resources and, and podcasts and all that out there. And those are, those are fabulous. Those are great. But if you really want to fast track you know, your development, your career, your uh, leadership skills, you got to be willing to invest in yourself to do that as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because as you said, you can make your aspirations, your dreams, uh, your goals come true. You you can achieve those. You've just got to be willing to put in the work and put in the investment in yourself. And so whether it's you find yourself a coach, you find yourself some kind of course or seminar to attend, um, be willing to invest in yourself in that way uh, with your time, your money, and your energy 
Uh, and yes, you can make those dreams uh, a reality, whatever they are. Woo. Ming, we feel so pumped right now. <laughs> right on. Hey, I, I thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I think that's a sure. great way to end kind of our, our conversation, the episode. Again, this was Michael Tanner at CredibleLeaders.com. Go visit it. Go sign up. I mean, if I, I haven't yet, and I should, I'm going to. Yeah, so jump in the community. You. We'd love to have you there. I, I assure you, you will grow in your leadership just by being a part of the community. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. This is the Making It Podcast. I'm your host, Kyler Miles, and we are signing out. Thank you again, Michael. Thank you. <laughs>